Welcome to Living Goddess with Shamali God Arda. Listen in for goddess mythology, wisdom teachings, and intimate sharings from her daily practice and contemplations. Shamali illuminates the Shakti keys stitched into the fabric of our daily lives and inspires us to reclaim a pulsating intimacy with Source and revive our spiritual lineage rooted in the living goddess. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Living Goddess Podcast and uh, welcome to this moment. Ah, we have another moment. We have another breath. Let's not take it for granted. I have just completed a silent retreat here in the Black Forest in Germany. It's been a gathering of uh, goddess wisdom keepers. And um, it has been profound. And full of uh, inspiration, I want to share one uh, goddess map with you today. And this is uh, from the Hindu goddess uh, Lakshmi. She's a goddess of abundance, of beauty. And she is a... She's the beauty of our source manifesting in material form. So she's very close. She's not afraid of, of the dirty dishes or the bills or all our issues around work and money and relationships. That's, that's her domain. And um, just in her form, in her body, we find a very powerful map for how we can bridge our inner realization with our, our ordinary material life and also how the way we act and express ourselves in relationships, in work, in money, in material life can be a path of spiritual awakening. So Lakshmi, she is... Uh, pictured as, uh, as having four arms. She's sitting on a lotus. She's uh, radiating beauty and love, peace and creativity. Her, uh, her roots goes thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years back in time. Of course, all the way back into infinity. But she's arising out of our um, original goddess cultures where the goddess is fertility and life itself. And as she's pictured with four arms, she mirrors to us a path of wholeness. And I'm going to go through the different arms and uh, we're going to explore together how these arms uh, gives us key and gives us keys to maybe places where we we get stuck in duality where we think that either I'm engaging in relationships in 
the ordinary life or I am engaging in my spiritual life and Lakshmi is that bridge between the two. One of her arms symbolizes Dharma and Dharma is this beautiful word that uh, can mean many different things, it has different dimensions to it. Dharma can mean law, the laws of nature, laws of society. It can mean the spiritual path, the spiritual teachings, which uh, arises out of these laws. And uh, today I'm going to speak about Dharma as an individual, uh, individual thread that we can follow. So I've been speaking before about the goddess as the virid, as the web, and that we each have one thread in this web. And the closer we come to our thread, the more we feel fulfilled in our lives, and the more we engage in a creative way with the wholeness that we are part of. So dharma has a as a little bit more context and texture to it than my life purpose. Life purpose can somehow have a little bit of an association with a, with a very individual endeavor. And Dharma is both very, very personal, but it is always, always rooted in the greater web. So one way I define Dharma is the unique thread of you in the great tapestry of life. So it's both very personal and universal at the same time. And this thread that is you, is uniquely you. There will never be a thread like you. It has never been before. And to really take that in gives us, uh, you know, can give us a sense of wonder and awe and reverence to the unique expression that we are. Now, most of us, we are leaving our dharma early in our lives when we begin to be told who and what we should be. So instead of being guided into this exploration of who am I and how does this source uniquely express itself through me, we are guided into fitting into to boxes and definitions and values outside ourselves. And this uh, makes us um, relate to Dharma as something we have to find as, as if it is something we have to become. And uh, Lakshmi, she shows us that it's not really um, something you have to one day become. It's more of a unveiling, unveiling who you really are. And as we engage in this way as adults, the process is really to... to to shed borrowed clothes, borrowed skins, borrowed ideas of who we should be. And the closer we come to the intimacy with this thread, 
the more life pours through us, the more original creativity pours through us. We can spend our lives comparing ourselves with others, looking at, oh, that's the way I should be. Look at her, look at him. Oh, that's the way. But this is the way that we kind of leaning away from what we are really here to live. Sometimes to to come close to our dharma is to let go of a lot of grandiose ideas of who we should be, a lot of perfectionism, and come into kind of a isness with ourselves, with a vulnerability and simplicity with who we are. And sometimes to come closer to our dharma means to to expand, to step into bigger shoes and bigger identities than we had taken ourselves to be. And only you can know. It is to become very honest with ourselves. And one of the keys and portals to a dharma is to become honest with what it is we are drawn to. What is, is, what is it that makes your heart sing? That makes your heart beat a little faster? To become honest with what you really love, what you care for, what, you, what has drawn your interests probably since the beginning of your life and then to begin to value that to center that in your lives to really take on the leadership of the love that is pouring uniquely through you and whether you center this or not is entirely up to you nobody can give you your dharma and nobody can take it from you. <laughs> it's quite confronting. <laughs> the second arm of uh, Lakshmi is Artha. And Artha means wealth. In fact, Lakshmi, she is known to have 108 names. And all of them speak about different aspects of wealth. And expands our understanding of what wealth is. Yeah, wealth is a healthy body. It's the beauty of a flower. Wealth is that spark in a child's eye. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wealth is so many, many, many things. In this context, wealth, in, as her second arm, I like to define Artha as the means, the material means and skills you need in order to live your Dharma. So this could be uh, your home, what kind of, uh, yeah, and, and of course your, your physical abilities. It can be your skills that you learn. So for example, Mozart, his dharma was to download this magical music. And his artha was that he, he, uh, he learned to play, play the, the piano or the violin so that he could be an instrument of that which came through him. The third arm of Lakshmi is Kama. And Kama is uh, sensuality, it's beauty, is eros, and it's beautiful to to see Kama here in the context of Artha and Dharma. 
We see that, um, especially in the field of artha, that money has somehow kidnapped uh, our definition of wealth, uh, but it also has become the the top of the pyramid of what we value, and just the soft animal bodies don't have so much space in, in this system called capitalism, yeah, where, where the money comes first. It's like the upside down <laughs> uh, money that was supposed to just be a, a tool for us to exchange our goods and services. And uh, now it has become the rule, number one ruler and we see that the, our sensuality, our pleasure, our joy suffers. And that now has become something frivolous, something we do if we deserve it, something we can enjoy if we have been good, if we have uh, worked hard. And this is not natural law. It has been so this, this definition of value, our value systems, capitalism, patriarchy, these systems are very new in the human history. So it's just important to remember that even our internalized judgments of karma and our confusion in this realm is, uh, you know, is a result of these systems that are put upon us. So to actually practice and center of the body, joy, pleasure, is actually to, to retrieve our humanity and to retrieve life itself. And especially also when we are exploring our dharma, yeah, to not make it into something other than your humanity, your body, your relationships. And of course, karma leads us all the way into the source of life itself, the erotic, erotic pulse that creates everything in the universe. And then we have the fourth arm, which is moksha. Oh, moksha means ultimate liberation. It's that enlightenment, spiritual freedom. When we wake up from the trance of these systems and borrowed clothes and shoulds and roles that we play. And we realize ourselves as, uh, as one with source. And again, in this context, to see that moksha is one of the arms with kama, with artha, with dharma with your unique thread, with wealth, with sensuality and pleasure, comes moksha, ultimate liberation. And feeling all of these arms, they are all meeting in Lakshmi's heart. All of these arms are rising out of our heart, her heart, <laughs> and they are rooted in her heart. So all of these arms leads to abundance and beauty and integration, that wholeness, which is the nature of goddess herself. 
So bringing this map into our own personal practice, you can begin to contemplate which, um, which of these arms are less developed perhaps in your life or you can feel a longing for to, to look closer at one of these arms. Maybe there is an area around money or, or, or your home or your relationships or your body uh, or your work that is pulling your attention. So be curious about that. Maybe there is a longing to create more space for your spiritual practice in your life. Lakshmi, she is that balance of all of these aspects. So you can look at where is their imbalance. It is said that uh, Lakshmi, she has a sister, a dark sister, and her name is Ah Lakshmi. <laughs> and uh, it is said that when Lakshmi is present, when abundance and harmony and balance is present in your life, ah, Lakshmi is gone. But when Lakshmi leaves, ah, Lakshmi comes. So they're never in the same place at the same time. It is said that Lakshmi is quick to leave if there's disharmony, but she's also quick to return. So it is that... Uh, instant effect that you can feel when you come into alignment, into an, in, an integrity, into that honesty with yourself. And, and likewise, when you, when you can feel that you are out of integrity with yourself, you can feel that frustration, that nagging feeling inside that, ah, it's not really falling into one flow for you. One way that I like to think about your dharma is like a river. It's when you come into the river of you, the river of evolution. Yeah, it's that, it's that um, same, same momentum that brings a seed, a little sprout pressing itself out of the seed, deep inside earth. There, it is a urge to become it's an urge to grow and it presses itself out of the seed and into the dark unknown moving up towards the surface up towards the sun the light it's a tremendous force it's a tremendous uh, power power of evolution itself and this this force this momentum we all are made of and when you fall into your dharma, into that, into that momentum, you are tremendously supported because you are now falling into the same power that, uh, that moves the planets, that grows everything. You are not any, in any way different or separate from that. So even though when you move closer to Dharma and you feel insecure of how, how to live it, just uh, know that once you fall into your river, you will be supported. Very often we sit on the fence and we think we have to figure out all the hows, how-tos, 
before we jump off the fence and commit. But it's the opposite way. When you jump off the fence and into an intimacy with what really matters to you, and honesty with yourself, that's where you step into the power of creation. And that also brings you into clarity and honesty and a little bit like a soberness around your artha. Yeah, that also can solve some confusion around money and all the material realm. See that you, oh, you have to put certain structures in place in order for you to be loyal and in integrity with your dharma. And just see how you can uh, nurture karma in your life. How you can honor pleasure and joy and your body as sacred, as just as important (laughs) as anything else. And to really take a stand and guard the soft animal of your body. And see also how you can feed your spiritual life and how you can bridge it, how you can see that, oh, my spiritual life is not like a hobby that I do extra, but it is is the source of everything I do in life. I'm going to leave it here. Uh, we honor Lakshmi, we bow to Lakshmi. May she, her blessings and abundance bless, uh, permeate all of us and our entire achingly beautiful world. I also wanted to let you know that I will take a little break from this podcast uh, as I am uh, continuing my pilgrimage but I will be back in a month or so. And I also want to let you know that if you would like to study deeper with Lakshmi, we have just made available a Lakshmi practice immersion that you can do on your own time. It's an immersion with a lot of uh, practices and more uh, of the mythology and deeper teachings around Lakshmi that you will do over uh, 10 weeks, but you will also have longer time if you need to. So if you're interested in that, you can just go to your to our website, awakeningwomen.com. And uh, there's also a link if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts. I wish you uh, many, 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 many blessings. And uh, I will see you in the month or so. Thank you for listening to Living Goddess. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and follow, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.